Have you heard people talking about weaponizing your bonus action and wondered what the heck they meant? Well, stick around and let's talk about it. Welcome back to the Game Masters Academy. This is the show where we strive to help you make every single one of your sessions great. My name is Greg. Thank you for joining me. If you're looking for tips and tricks, uh, little things that you can do as a DM or a GM to help establish the immersion of your game, as well as... Uh, just overall have a better understanding of the rule base and therefore uh, have a better understanding of how to run your game, then this is the right place for you. Also, I do some segments on uh, some basic uh, beginner tips for uh, new players or just some additional basic information for uh, actual players, not just DM content. Uh, And so I am uh, appreciative of you joining me. Uh, before we get started, uh, a couple of quick things. First and foremost, uh, I just wanted to remind everybody to comment, like, follow, subscribe, all of the, the fun things that the algorithms like from wherever you found me. Uh, it definitely helps get the show out there, uh, as well as uh, just reminding everybody that I have a Patreon uh, that I'm going to be running, uh, has free content on it, as well as uh, some tiered stuff. I have some homebrewed monsters. Uh, things along those lines. So I appreciate each and every one of you, and let's go ahead and get into bonus actions. So when we're looking at our characters, a lot of times you will hear people on the internet talking about weaponizing your bonus action. Uh, And what they're really talking about is finding something that you can do with your bonus action on a consistent basis. A lot of classes and races have specific things that you can do that you would do as a bonus action that you may not have access to uh, otherwise. And so when they're talking about weaponizing your bonus action, a lot of times that really boils down to finding a way to attack as a bonus action or maybe cast a spell, things along those lines to put out some additional damage in combat. As an example, if you are a hobgoblin, you have the ability to utilize the help action as a bonus action uh, multiple times per day. If you're a monk, you have the ability to attack with your offhand as a bonus action. Things along those lines. But when it comes to just something that every single character in the game can do, including monsters, uh, it really falls into really one thing, and that would be two-weapon fighting. And I think that when it comes to two-weapon fighting, it's very easily uh, not so much done wrong, but just not understood. Because every character is able to do two-weapon fighting. Now, there's rules that you have to follow, when you go to do two-weapon fighting. But everyone can do it. Even a wizard uh, with the, you know no proficiencies or whatever would be capable of doing two-weapon fighting. Uh, and so what we want to do is we wanna, we're going to start off, we're going to look at two-weapon fighting, and then we're going to look at some of the additional bonuses that you can give two-weapon fighting, and then we'll probably look into a little bit of spellcasting. Alright, so straight out of the player's handbook, we're going to look at the section on two-weapon fighting. 
and I'll just kind of read it to you. But the idea here is when you take the attack action and attack with a light melee weapon that you're holding in one hand, you can use a bonus action to attack with a different light melee weapon that you're holding in the other hand. When you do, you do not add your ability modifier to the damage of the bonus attack unless that modifier is negative. So basically, if I'm holding two daggers, the first attack would do 1d4 plus either my strength or dexterity modifier because the dagger has the finesse property, uh, whichever one's higher. And then the offhand attack, which would be the two-weapon fighting, would attack and deals 1d4, no extra bonus damage uh, to that particular uh, attack roll, unless I have a negative modifier, uh, again, with the daggers, it would be if I had a negative modifier to my strength and my dexterity, which would be crazy. But anyways, so that's how that works. Now, when we do that, if either of those weapons has the thrown property, you can throw the weapon instead of making a melee attack with it. So basically, it gives you the opportunity to throw two weapons as long as you start your uh, attack, or I should say you start your turn with both weapons in your hand, or you use your free action to draw you know, one of the weapons. Because obviously you can only draw one weapon with your free action, so... Let's say you had a dagger in one hand, nothing in the other. You used a free action. You drew the dagger. They both have the thrown property. On your turn when you attack, you can throw both of them. So that is two-weapon fighting. Now you'll notice it doesn't say anything about being proficient in the weapon. The only thing that you need in order to be able to pull off two-weapon fighting is to have both weapons that you're currently holding have the light property. And so, real quick, let's take a look at what those weapons are. So, weapons that have the light property would be a club, a dagger, a hand axe, a light hammer, a sickle, and I believe the only other one... Those are all simple weapons, by the way. Um, and so if you have obviously a simple weapon proficiency, you'd be able to uh, add your proficiency bonus. But if you uh, have access to martial weapons, there are two, and that would be the scimitar and the short sword. I believe that is the only two that are martial weapons that had, yeah, I, that's correct. So you actually have quite a list there of weapons that you can utilize. So you could mix and match. You could have a light hammer in one hand and a sickle in the other hand. They're both light, um, and so you would be able to use your two-weapon fighting uh, when you take the attack action if you happen to be dual-wielding a light hammer and a sickle. Uh, You could also have a sickle and a light hammer because the light hammer has the thrown capabilities you could attack with the sickle and then throw the hammer at a different enemy so you have variety of what you can do as long as all of the weapons that you currently have in your hands have the light property your character or your creature monster is capable of utilizing two weapon fighting 
So earlier I mentioned there's a couple ways that we can improve our two-weapon fighting. Uh, the first of those would be through either the feat of Fighting Initiate, which would grant you access to one of the fighters' uh, fighting styles. The other is obviously to take a level in fighter, and that first level in fighter would give you access to a fighting style as well. Uh, and the, the specific fighting style we're looking at here is two-weapon fighting. And it says, when you engage in two-weapon fighting, you can add your ability modifier to the damage of the second attack. So all that does, we still are required to have light weapons, but what that does is allows us, if we use the example I came up with before, which was two daggers, um, it allows us to add our strength or dexterity modifier, whichever is higher, to the second attack or the offhand attack. Uh, now, one of the things um, to go along this while we're already in the idea of fighter is... Uh, taking a quick look at extra attack. And so you can attack twice instead of once whenever you take the attack action on your turn means that my main hand can attack twice. And then if I've got two light weapons, my offhand still can only attack once. So you only get one attack with the bonus action. Same thing if you get up to extra, extra attack your main hand attacks three times, your offhand still only attacks one time. Okay, so that's the first improvement that we can utilize for two-weapon fighting. The second improvement is uh, another feat, um, and that feat would be dual wielder. Now, the dual wielder feat allows us to gain a few benefits. Uh, the first is it gives us a plus one bonus to our uh, armor class when we're wielding two different melee weapons. Now, two different melee weapons means two weapons, one in each hand. It does not mean that you have to have a short sword and a dagger or any other combination like that. It's just saying you have one weapon in each hand. Uh, you're allowed to use two-weapon fighting even when you, the one-handed melee weapons you are wielding are not light. And so what that means is I could use two-weapon fighting on two long swords and attack with two D8 weapons. And then the last thing is that you can draw or stow two one-handed weapons when you would normally be able to draw or stow only one. So again, I mentioned earlier, uh, a free action allows you to draw your offhand weapon. And so unless they started in your hand, you'd have to draw one on turn one and attack, and then on turn two, draw the other, and then you'd be able to attack uh, multiple times. If you have the dual wielder feat, you'd be able to draw them both as a free action right away. Uh, so that would be the all the other way to increase your... Uh, ability for two-weapon fighting. And so the first is the Fighter Initiate, uh, and that particular uh, feat uh, gives you access to a fighting style. Obviously, the other way that you'd get an access to a fighting style is to be uh, take a level in Fighter, and that would get us two-weapon fighting, would be the fighting style, and that allows us to add our modifier. There also is the Dual Wielder feat, which gives us a bonus to our AC, 
as well as allows the weapons to no longer be required to be light and also means that you can pull out two weapons at one time as opposed to having to do one weapon on each turn. So that is two-weapon fighting and how we could potentially utilize that for uh, any character that uh, you want to have that done. One of the nice things about a monk, there's not many right now, but one of the nice things about a monk is that you gain the ability to attack with your offhand and add the damage modifier for your dexterity right from uh, level one. So it's one of the unique things about that that makes those offhand attacks uh, different than most. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. So that is two-weapon fighting. The other way that we can consistently use our bonus action would be through casting a spell. Now, obviously, not every class has access to spell casting, like every class has access to two-weapon fighting. Uh, but this is another one that can be potentially a little tricky. And so, when we look at bonus action casting times... A spell with a bonus action is especially swift. And so you must use a bonus action on your turn to cast the spell as long as you have not already used your bonus action for something else. And you cannot cast another spell during the same turn unless it's a cantrip that has a casting time of one action. So a lot of times... Uh, This would come up the most for sorcerers because they'll quicken a spell. And so when you quicken a spell, you change it from an action cast to a bonus action cast. And so they'll quicken something and cast it as a bonus action and then try to cast a full spell as their regular action. And you cannot do that. Also, things like... Uh, a Grave Cleric, which gets the ability to cast Spare the Dying as a bonus action at range. Uh, It's very uh, tempting to cast potentially Spare the Dying on the guy that fell that you can't get to, and then cast Cure Wounds on the guy right next to you. And again, that doesn't work because Cure Wounds is not a cantrip. So just want to make sure that we're being careful when we're casting the spells or that when when we're adjudicating uh, spell casting here and make sure that people are not uh, casting a full spell when they are, uh, you know, utilizing their bonus action. So another example of this would be uh, if you have a, a Sorlock, a Sorcerer Warlock that has Eldritch Blast, it's tempting to quicken the Eldritch Blast and then potentially use your spell slot for something else. But again, you can't. Uh, Very easily worked uh, around, just use the quickened 
uh, spell on the main spell and then use Eldritch Blast as a uh, as an action. And that would work perfectly fine. So the only other thing here is we have to be careful about casting two leveled spells in the same turn because that's another thing that we are unable to do. The I'd say the easiest way that this could potentially come up is if you had someone attempting to cast a spell and then potentially trying to use a bonus action to cast something like Healing Word. Uh, you're unable to do that if both of them are using a leveled spell slot. So you can only cast one leveled spell slot on your turn, and if you cast a spell as a bonus action, then the only spells that you can cast as an actual action are cantrips. Other ways that we can uh, utilize our bonus action, um, these are less just anybody can do it, and more these are things that can be done uh, depending on class, things along those lines. So the cunning action class ability that rogues get at second level grants them a list of things that they're able to do. Uh, dash, disengage, and hide. Uh, and that it still would require you to follow all the normal rules for hide, for instance. But that means that they'd be able to attack a target and then as a bonus action disengage and move away from them. And so that gives you a little bit more ability to do hit-and-run tactics as uh, what you should be doing as a rogue as opposed to trying to be like right up in, in an enemy's face. So... Uh, monks gain the ability to uh, dash, disengage, and dodge uh, as long as they're using key points. Um, you have some other uh, races and classes. A lot of the races give you access to bonus actions, whether it's uh, the roar for a Leonin or a face step for an Eladrin, uh, things along those lines. So a lot of a lot of the races and classes give you a way to utilize that bonus action. Uh, additional feats, if your character class does not come, or your race does not come with that, are the tried and true. Um, and it's interesting, too, because there's overlap when you look at these two feats, but the polearm master and great weapon mastery feats uh, both give you an opportunity to utilize your bonus action. So your great weapon master... Uh, feet gives you uh, an opportunity to attack with a bonus action if you score a critical hit or you drop a creature to zero hit points. And so either of those uh, contingencies allows you to make an additional attack as a bonus action. Again, a great weapon master has to have a heavy property, which means it's a two-handed weapon. So otherwise, you would not be able to access the two-weapon fighting feature, and so that means that you have no way to utilize your bonus action in that manner. So this is, gives you an opportunity, two different opportunities, uh, to utilize your bonus action. Uh, Polearm Master uh, gives you an opportunity uh, when you are wielding a Glaive, Halberd, Quarterstaff, or Spear... You can use a bonus action to make a bonk attack. Um, it's basically the blunt end of the uh, the big stick that you have in your hands. 
And so you do your normal attacks and then you can utilize the uh, backside of the weapon and bonk somebody in the head for a D4. It doesn't matter what their actual uh, normal attack would be. And then uh, it has other abilities as well that it can do. But that's another way that you can uh, weaponize your bonus action. Lastly, and I say that, but I'm sure that I'm missing something. Like It's like right on the edge of my brain and I cannot figure it out. So feel free to uh, leave it in the comments or you know write a review and tell me how dumb I am. Whatever. But the last thing that I can think of to weaponize your bonus action is a war cleric. And so a war cleric gets the ability to attack as a bonus action wisdom modifier times per day. And so your clerics do not normally get two weapon, uh, I'm sorry, do not normally get two attacks. They don't get uh, extra attack. And so the war cleric has the ability to basically extra attack a uh, wisdom modifier number of times per day. And so without having extra attack, they're a little bit more reliant on this wisdom modifier number of times per day attack than most other characters. But it does mean that a war cleric at level one is going to be able to, with a shield and a mace, let's say, uh, attack two times per round, whereas a fighter with a shield and a mace would not be able to attack two times per round at level one. So you start out being able to get in a bunch of extra attacks. Uh, obviously, some of the other martial classes are going to surpass that, but um, that's the other and the, the last that I can think of way that you'd be able to weaponize your bonus action. And that's it. So lots of lots of uh, bonus action usage, uh, especially with the two-weapon fighting. It tends to kind of be like an afterthought. Um, and sometimes with two-weapon fighting, there's a lot of confusion on if you can or can't attack with two weapons. Do you have to have the dual-wielder feet? You know, things along those lines. So I hope that helps clarify things. Uh, if you're running your game and you've got people that are... Uh, trying to attack with two weapons as a wizard, they're fully capable of doing so. They don't get to add any of their bonuses uh, to their to hit bonus uh, because uh, obviously wizards don't have weapon proficiencies. Uh, but as long as you've got light weapons, it doesn't matter what kind of proficiencies you have or anything along those lines, anybody can two-weapon attack. And if you can cast spells... Anybody can cast spells as a bonus action as long as that's what the casting time of the spell is. So whether it's Sanctuary or Healing Word or Shillelagh, whatever it happens to be. Uh, and so both of those give you those uh, options. We can upgrade our two-weapon fighting as well as take additional feats that we're able to then utilize for our uh, bonus actions. Whether that's Polar Mastery or Great, great Weapon Master. Uh, and then a lot of classes and races gain access to unique bonus actions. I hope this clarifies some of the confusion. Uh, I have been asked in the past, hey, I want to do this thing that normally takes a bonus action. Can I use my action to do that instead and basically get like two bonus actions? The technical answer is no. 
But at the same time, I, if it's not game breaking, I'm I kind of go with rule of cool. So don't beat yourself up if you don't follow the rules exactly. That's one of the great parts about D&D is you get access to the rules and then you can make it your game however you want. Um, sometimes things that are an action you might do as a bonus action uh, just because there's a really good reason that the characters want to do that. Uh, and so I, uh, I I don't... I guess the point I'm trying to, to make here at the end is don't feel like there's a right or a wrong way to do it. Um, feel you know, feel free to do it with what works best for you in the game that you're running. Uh, but this is the way that Wizards has it set up, and they've got it set up this way with the idea for game balance in mind. So I hope that helps clarify anything that might be confusing when it comes to any of those items. I hope that you all have a great rest of your week. If you don't hang in there, I'm sure things will start looking up for you shortly. And as always, let's let the dice decide.